Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Pull Up a Stump. My name is Cassie Pittman, and I'm the host where we talk about surviving and thriving life nowadays. Um, I figure with this time of the year, if you have little crotch goblins running around, you are probably sending them back to school. Um, and now, you know, if it's a little kid and they're going off to like kindergarten, it's a few hours a day, you now have to yourself or, um, bigger kids and like, you got like seven whole fucking hours in the day. What are we going to do with that? Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about, um, what, what we do like with our lives outside of our children. Um, now mine are not old enough to be in school, but I have plenty of friends that children are of that age. And then, you know, as well, um, I've sent my, my nephew and stuff off to school before. So as much as it's not a firsthand experience with my own little crotch goblin, um, I do have some say in the situation. And, um, I think just overall, as a mother, um, regardless of how old your kid is, um, or kids, we, or stepkids, um, let's not leave out the step parents here. Um, uh, you know, getting lost in motherhood is, it kind of just comes with the territory. Um, and so, you know, whether now they're back to school and now you have more time like to work, like maybe you worked all summer and the kids were in camp. I don't know. Um, or if for like the last two months you've been, you know, back being a little, a servant to these little guys. Um, and you know, it's so easy to get lost in parenthood. And I think that one of the leading reasons minus like actual chemical imbalances of course in like postpartum depression and um just like being overall like overwhelmed and depressed in motherhood is that sense of like you completely lose who you are like and you know yeah it's like oh you have nine months to prepare while this like human little gift grows inside you but like that shit changes. And like the second it comes out and if you are, if then, if like you're battling also, um, you know, maybe not being in a great relationship or like the, the father isn't around or the father's useless or, um, you know, or if you're a same, same sex couple, the mother, you know what I mean? Um, so one of the things I think that, (sighs) we need to try to focus on as hard as it is, is holding on to and refinding um, our sense of self as a parent. Because really, I think that, and I mean, it's natural, because like, don't get me wrong, I did the same thing. Um, But your new title, like this new life of yours, of course, just like completely takes over. I mean, we have a whole human being, we need to like, keep alive. It's not like, you know, you can put off supper time for the dog in a couple hours. You know, it's like, we got to keep this human alive or else you're going to get CPS called on you. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's easy for like it to just become your complete identity. Um, but then like what happens when kids are going back to school or kids grow up or, you know, you are split and then the kid goes to like the other parent's house for a week, um, or whatever. And then you're sitting there and you're just staring at the wall and 
you have no idea how you got there. You have no idea what you enjoy anymore. You don't even remember the last time you just, like, took a second to, like, I don't know, properly, like, cleanse your face um, or, like, masturbate or freaking go on a walk or, like, go order that, like, basic white girl freaking drink from Starbucks and just sit on their little patio thing and watch other people come and pay for very overly priced coffee that's packed with sugar. Um, and so that, that finding that sense of self in parenthood or motherhood is, I think, so important. I mean, I'll just kind of touch when, when I first, um, gave birth to my daughter, uh, my daughter comes from a, relationship that, um, my daughter was not planned. We'll just, I like to say it that way. Um, my daughter was not planned. She's the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I would never take it back and buy every stretch of the freaking imagination. The relationship, um, in parenthood have, has been far from ideal. Um, but you know, I would never take it back. I'll just start with that. She's an amazing gift and the best thing I've ever done with my life. And I'm working on the second best thing I've ever done with my life as I'm growing another one. Um, different, different dad, better, better situation. Um, but, um, you know, when I gave birth to her, I had no idea what I was doing. I was 25 years old. Um, the year prior, I was in a long-term relationship, like nine years off and off off and on long. Um, and we actually, I ended up going in for like my regular yearly checkup at the doctor. And, um, I found out that I had like cancerous cells on my cervix and had to get like that leap procedure or whatever, where they burn out the thing, like the cells. And basically I was told that, um, also with my history of, I'd lost a couple pregnancies. Um, my chances of conceiving were, kind of few and far between. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that led to my long-term partner and I splitting because he really wanted to be a parent. I wasn't sure if it was going to be able to give it to him. And, uh, it put a lot of stress on that relationship. So when I got pregnant with my daughter, um, you know, even though the circumstances surrounding who the other half of her was, um, was far from perfect, I couldn't see myself not, um, having her, and it was like a gift. And I mean, I always wanted to be a mom. And then I, you know, so I was like, okay, here it is. Um, and then I gave birth to her and I was in a separate province all by myself. Um, I had no like family outside of the couple ones or no friends outside of the couple ones that like I kind of tolerated from my daughter's father. Um, by no means would I have chosen these people to be like my friends on my own. Um, but of the ones that he brought to the table, they were decent. Um, and then, um, I was, I had no family, like I was alone and, um, it was, it was a scary experience. And then I brought my daughter home and I didn't know what I was doing with breastfeeding. I was just popping her on the tit thinking that it was working. Um, and she ended up losing like 14% of her body weight. And if you have been through this, you know that they're allowed to lose up to 10. Um, so she dropped 
a, a not great amount of weight um, and trying to put it back. Like, it was just terrible. So I got her back up um, and I was just clinging to life. Um, her, the other half of her, her father, I have such, I almost have a hard time calling her him that, but it is what it is. Regardless of my relationship with him, um, that is still her dad. So that's that. Um, but anyway, so he was like useless. Um, you know, the guy didn't even bath her for like the first two months of her life because he was quote unquote scared. Um, like didn't clip her freaking fingernails for like, I think seven or eight months because he was scared. Uh, you know, like he would hold her for five minutes and then was over it and needed to go have a cigarette or smoke pot, you know, like, so I was just there clinging to life, trying to hold this little baby alive or keep this little baby alive. Um, and in that I like completely lost myself. Um, I remember at one point actually, um, I broke down and, um, I just went and I stood in the kitchen. Like I had her, actually her dad was home at the time and he, I was like, you need to just hold her for a sec. And I just went and I stood in the kitchen and I just stared out the window, hung over the sink and I just cried, like silent cried because I don't know about you. This is probably some like undo like childhood trauma shit, but I don't like letting my kids see me cry. Um, and so I was just silent crying. And I remember he came into the room and then, of course, that was an issue for him. Instead of being supportive, it was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're crying. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, blah, blah, blah. It was not supportive. You know, it just and the relationship was so bad. Um, but I just I lost myself like completely. Like, I remember then a few maybe like the next month she was in for her like shots or her checkup. And, you know, they do the whole thing on her. They run it through. And I don't know if the lady could, like, pick up on something. Like, the nurse picked up on me or whatnot. But, like, I remember at one point towards the end, the appointment just completely shifted. And the lady, like, the nurse just started looking at me. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And she started asking. And I just instantly started bawling. Because in months, no one had ever just looked at me and been like, what's wrong with you? Like every focus and don't get me wrong. Like I understand why. And I appreciated that everybody was so focused on my daughter in health wise, you know, but like everything was sent like surrounded around my daughter, like making sure that like she was her shots. Was she healthy? Was she eating? Was she gaining the weight? You know, like then she had a reflux thing, everything, but no one ever just looked at me and asked me how I was doing. And if you know, like, being a new mom, or maybe it's your fourth kid, fifth kid, like, frick, one of my closest friends had, like, three kids, was perfectly fine, and the fourth just, like, fucked her up. Um, thank goodness she's fine now. But, um, you know, so whatever number of kids it is, like, you know, as being a mom, when someone finally looks at you and just goes, what's up with you? Like, I just broke down. And she started asking me all these questions, da 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 ends up um, prescribing me medication for postpartum depression, um, like set me up with my then, like my actual doctor on this like basis. And I ended up, yeah, it was like a whole thing. And I ended up getting prescribed a medication to help with my postpartum depression. 
Um, and now I'm someone who's kind of dealt with depression my whole life. So I'm used to the feeling of being depressed, but dear God, like postpartum depression, that's, that shit's a whole different ball game. Like you are out of body. You like, you don't even feel like you're actually alive or awake some days. Like you're just like, you're on autopilot. You're exhausted. All of your energy and everything is going towards this little human that needs to stay awake or alive. Sorry. Also awake, but alive. Um, you know, and some of us, and I did experience a little bit of it and I, and I know other women, um, sometimes get this worse, but you build a resentment towards your child, um, where you haven't have issues attaching because of, you know, a chemical imbalance or, um, you know, you, you start to hate that you started to feel this way after this. And you're like, you know, you're looking at your kid and you're like, after this little thing came out. And I know some women build a resentment towards their kid and, um, you know, that's just the touch of it. And then as they grow older, maybe you get out of postpartum depression, maybe you don't. Um, but you know, how many parents do I know that, you know, coming back to what we were originally talking about here, um, the kid's gone, whether it's back to school or whether it's to grandparents or dads or mom, whatever. And you have no fucking clue who you are. Like not a clue. So now what do you do with your day? You just spent all day, every day, like around these kids, you know, planning to go to the water park or making sure the snacks are fine or making sure their naps are good or, you know, doing like all the things for them that they're gone. And now what? So I kind of just wanted to touch on, um, finding that sense of self because, it truly is important, and the last thing that we want is for 18 years to go by, and then they leave to go off and live their lives, and we have now spent, like, almost 20 years without any sense of self. So, like, how do we go about regaining that? How do we go about finding that? How do we go about holding on to that? Um... One of the things that I've been incorporating into my life has been meditation. Now, I know that that whole thing is very, like, fad, you know, and fatty fad. I don't know what the terminology would be there, but um, can seem, you know, like, oh, my gosh, another little hippie, probably oil diffusing, um, Starbucks drinking mom who meditates. I don't have time for meditation. I don't like meditation. I can't meditate. Uh, what is sitting in silence going to do for me? Trust me. I've been there. Um, I, I hated meditation when I first started, if I'm being hundred percent honest, but, um, as I've been incorporating it every day, um, even just starting with two minutes, um, and now I think I'm up to like a pretty solid, like 10 minute meditation. Um, and if you're a mom, you know how like 10 minutes is, uh, it's, it's a lot. 10 minutes is long. It's also very fucking short, but it's very long. If you know what I mean? Um, excuse me, just drinking my coffee. Um, and, uh, 
you know, really kind of digging deep. You know, there's all these d little guided apps. This is not sponsored whatsoever. Frick, I hope one day I can get sponsors on this thing. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but I found an app called Balance. Um, and actually, I don't know if this is going to end in 2023 because it was like talking about COVID. I don't know. Can we say that word on here? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to do anything wrong. <laughs> um, you know, those times. They were giving it away for a free year because of just mental health. Um, but anyway, I use an app called Balance, and there's all these guided meditations on there, and one of which can multitude of different things. But one of the ones that I've been clicking on um, is a lot of, like, self-worth, um, manifestation, those types of apps where they kind of – or uh, meditations, sorry, where they – focus like the person is talking to me and they're they tell me to do a lot of like deep breathing and and really thinking into like when was the last time what were you doing the last time that you felt pure joy with just yourself you know because how many of you like when I'm saying that how many of you if I ask you this question and I go when was the last time that you like laughed your head off or when was the last time that you were just so fucking happy? Okay. So did you just jump to a memory of like, oh, when I took the kids down to the river and we were all playing or, oh, when me and the family went on that vacation and, um, you know, I saw my kids on a slide or, oh, when, um, I don't know, some, like we went for all a bike ride and all my kids were happy. Like, when was the last time that you, Sarah Allen, whatever your name is, um, felt truly happy by yourself, with yourself, within yourself? Just you. Not you and the dog, not you and the husband or the wife, not you and the kids, not because of something you did at work. You know, just you. And when I was asked that, I like sat there and scratched my head for the rest of my meditation the first time. Like I didn't know, I didn't have an answer to that. One, because, you know, it's, it's just been a rough year, but at the same time, even thinking back to before, um, this year, this last like year and a bit had started with everything I've been going through. But when, like I didn't, I couldn't really think, I couldn't think of a memory since my daughter's been born that I was just like happy and, and purely joyful in my own self. It all revolved around like, like, you know, I jumped to like, oh, that time when like I saw Quinn, that's my daughter's name. Like when I saw her finally pull herself up and stand up for the first time that, oh my God, even when I watch that video to this day, I'll cry. I was so lucky to catch it on video, you know, or when like, I remember <laughs> around Christmas like in her first year um I was gifted poppycock and if you know what that is it's basically just caramel corn with nuts in it um but she it came in like one of those little plastic buckets and she thought that this was the best thing ever and this was right when she was like pretty solid on her feet and was like running around the house with my dog and like they were just freaking barreling around the house the poppycock was like shaking in the in the bin and that sound was like setting them both off and they were just so happy you know that was a very happy moment in my life. Or like when I finally like got out of my 
abusive relationship um, with her father. And that was super happy. But like, I was happy because I was able to be me um, and be out of that and better for my daughter, you know? Um, so it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't think of a memory of like when I was just happy. And so, you know, at some of the things I've now picked up and, um, when I'm able, I found a good author that I really like. I've been really enjoying like Colleen Hoover books. And when I'm able to like just sit and read and actually finish one of those makes me very happy. Um, you know, and, I, fuck, we're just getting down to the nitty gritty in this stuff, okay? You know, I bought finally one of those uh, suction toys, if you know what I mean, Um, and spending, you know, sometimes it only takes a minute. Uh, Sometimes it'll take, you know, I can play around for a few, and it's, that's important, Um, you know, because also one of the things that we can lose in motherhood is, um, sex life with your partner. We should really touch on one of those, one of those days, but you know, like that makes me happy and that's a release. Um, you know, or, um, I've really been like focusing on, um, like self growth. And so when I'm able to sit down and I have my little journal where I talk about like my main goals this week, like things I've prioritized this week, my personal to-do list, week wins, Um, like how I'll improve this week and I note down like my habits and skills and how I was able to um, improve on those throughout the week. I'm a very big like note person. So, you know, that makes me happy. And these are things that are outside of being a girlfriend, a fiance, a mother, um, you know, so what are things that like you can do now? Like, are you going to go, I mean, send the kids off and instead of running home and getting right to the dishes or getting right to the housework or, um, getting right to work or, or whatever. Um, how about you like go for a walk or, you know, go read a chapter of a book or if it's nice where you live, go out and, spend a little bit of time in the garden. Um, or maybe you like to put your face on and look pretty. Well, then go do that. Like go put your face on, but then it's like, oh, well, who's going to see me? Who the fuck cares? Who's going to see you? You're going to see you every time you go take a piss and you look in the mirror when you walk into the bathroom, you look at yourself. I mean, more times than not, you see, like, I think I read a study one time that you actually see your reflection up to like 40 times a day without even realizing that you're seeing your reflection, whether it's um, like through the reflection on your laptop screen or like in mirrors or on your phone or, you know, like we see our reflection a lot without even really realizing it. And if you are constantly unhappy with that reflection, because either, you know, you have like some body stuff you want to change, or it's just like you haven't fucking put your face on or brushed your hair properly in like months that will like subconsciously start to weigh on you. So if you're someone who like thrives and, you know, prior to kids, you always got ready or um, whatever, then spend 10 minutes or half an hour or an hour. I don't know. I don't, I, 
I can't do my face for an hour, but there's lots of women out there that make beautiful, you know, go put your face on. And who cares if you're going to wear it for the day and then wash it off at night. And the only person that saw you was Tommy's mom in line pickup at school. Like, who gives a fuck? Because those times that you saw your reflection throughout the day, whether it's subconscious or, or like you noticed it, you'll feel happier. And that's an important fucking feeling as a mom. Because... It's like the old saying, like you can't pour from an empty cup or whatever. How the, how are you supposed to like be a good parent if you're running on empty or you're running in a constant state of like hindering on depression or full on depression or like you're running like on fumes as my dad used to say when the truck was like running on e oh we're running on fumes we're running on fumes hopefully we make it to the next gas station well hopefully you make it to the next gas station in motherhood because what if you fucking don't and you're like right before you get to the gas station and then you're gonna feel like even shittier of a parent because when you're like, you've hit your blah, 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 blah moment and you run out of gas and then your kids start to pick up on it or your husband or your wife or whatever, but we're talking about kids here, um, you're going to feel even shittier about yourself. So like, what do you do to get that like line at least up to the quarter tank? I mean, great if we get half or like all the way. Um, but at least up to a quarter tank, um, that, that's important. Like, cause how the heck are we supposed to like teach these kids values, show them healthy relationships, show them healthy, healthy, like self relationships and teach them, you know, like that they're beautiful or they're strong or they're smart or they're courageous or, you know, all these things that like we want to instill in our kids. Like, but you don't believe them yourself. Like you can't even look at yourself in the mirror and feel beautiful. You can't look at yourself in the mirror and know that you're truly happy. Like kids. Yeah. They're young and they're naive and they don't know a lot. But they're freaking intuitive little little crotch goblins. And, like, I remember when my daughter was, like, a year, year and a half. Heck, she, you know, like, was, <laughs> they don't know a lot at that age. But when I was down, like, she would know. And, like, my daughter is not a very, like, affectionate little girl, okay? And so she would be, like, like well, not affectionate, like, snuggly. You know, she's very independent, um, and so, and she always was like that, right from the get-go. Like, that kid even hated being swaddled. Um, so it's like, she was not a snuggly kid, but, like, when I started to lose myself, and I was towards the end there, like, I noticed she would snuggle me more in that, and that's, like, I feel like it was her picking up on mom's not okay. So then, like, how, like, it's like being a freaking what is that word where you tell someone to do it, but you're doing it and I'm having a brain fart. A freaking nope. 
The only word that's coming into my head is narcissist, but that's not the word, but that just goes to show what I've really been going through. Um, hypocrite. Where you're being a hypocrite because you're telling your kids to be this certain way, live this certain way, think this way, learn this stuff, but yet you're not feeling it. And then one day you're going to fucking break. I broke. I broke big time. And that's another episode, but like I broke... And, like, that's not a good feeling. Like, I I literally knew that I needed to be, I needed to get help. I needed to seek help because the person that I was becoming from breaking and not finding my, and just everything that I was going through was, be, could have become, if I had kept up, like, not a great mom for my daughter. And it was stepping out of that selfishness and being like, oh, my God, like, I have, you know, trying to hold it together for her or, um, you know, being like, oh, I can get through it and that, and that self-realization that like, I'm not okay. I'm breaking. And like, if I continue down this path, I then will be, cause at that point I was still able to be a fine mom, a good mom, a great mom. But I knew if I continued, I would have gone down a path where I was not a great mom for her. Um, and you don't want to hit that point. Like, our kids deserve more. And then, you know, just speaking out of experience, especially when you're a parent that like, you know, they, they don't have, um, there's not like a healthy parent dynamic in the home that they, you know, like can go sit with mommy or go sit with daddy while the other one like fucking breaks down. Like when you are just the one, it's hard. So like, I think now when, whether you have more time or now your, your time is shifted because now you have to spend it at work more or whatever, we need to take and realize that importance of taking a step back and truly remembering or discovering, because if you've lost it for a while, you have no fucking clue anymore, who you are as you. Because, you know, prior to popping these little things out of our coochie or getting them cut out, we were a person. And while, you know, we give up a certain part of our lives, um, or I would hope, or I think you should, um, when you have a kid, you know, you're not out partying and doing all the things that, you know, you did prior to a kid. But I'm not, I'm not talking about giving up that. I'm talking about giving up that sense of ownership of your time, um, ownership of your joy, um, your freedom to do like whatever, whenever, you know, even something as simple as like, I'm just going to pop over to the grocery store real quick. Cause I'm, I forgot bread and butter. Even that doesn't really, that that's not really like a thing when you're a parent anymore, you know, you got to find someone to watch the kids or you got to pack them all up then you got to run them all. Like there's no such thing anymore. So finding that, that sense of self, and holding on to that for dear life and really like instilling it in their day-to-day -day thing like fuck I've seen I don't know if my algorithm is just like on point lately but I've been seeing so many um TikToks like coming up in my thing um of like a mom being like feeling guilty you know going for my run because I'm leaving the kids behind and then like 
it shoots over to her like on the run and then it's like but knowing i need to because this is what makes me happy and it's like we're not telling you to like ship the kids off to the nanny or dads or grandmas for like a day or a weekend like yes maybe that's important like once a year kind of thing or whatever if it's possible but like 30 minutes a 30 minute run or a 30 minute walk or like for me for example like here's a great example I think one of the things that makes me happy and one of the things that is my like identity is I love fitness okay um I also I am a personal trainer and nutritionist and one of the things that truly brings me joy is like fucking my body up in the gym let's be real here I love it um and one of the things that when I became a parent was not easy to do was to get my ass to the gym because my gym didn't have childcare or you know childcare is like an additional $25 a month um and being a parent is not cheap you know so I was struggling and so one of the things that I'm doing is I'm putting together a decent little home gym in my garage and my car does not fit in the garage so let me use that space so whether it's like in your basement or like in your bonus room or like somewhere in your house um on your deck if you live in a place where it doesn't snow you know like setting up a little home gym so that even like my kid goes to bed or before my kid wakes up or whatever um getting in like a 20 minute pump or a 30 minute pump or an hour long would be great you know but like something like that where you just get to remove yourself from your role as mom for a little bit of time and recenter yourself because when you are able to do that when you are like clocked in as mom you can be so much more attentive and you can be so much more like giving to them because you're not running on fumes like you can't you can't give what's not there so it, it feels selfish when you're doing it or like even talking about it. Like I remember even the first time I ever like admitted out loud that I was like, I need like time away from my kid. I need like to be alone, you know, like I need to go and not have her here for a minute. And like saying that out loud, I remember I felt like such a shitty fucking parent. Like I felt terrible. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I love my kid. I love, like, I want to do everything with my kid. And she is my favorite person in the entire fucking world. And, like, saying that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, do I sound like I hate my kid? Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a terrible human being. But at the same time, I wasn't saying I don't want to be a mom anymore. Or I don't, like, I wish I never did this. Or I wish that, like, uh, you know, I, like, I wasn't admitting that I, or saying or anything that I don't want to be a mom anymore and I hate my fucking job as a mom and I wish that, like, I never gave birth to my kid. No, by fuck no. Giving birth to my kid was the best thing I've ever done in my life. But I am saying that I'm still fucking human. I'm still Cassie Pittman at the core and I deserve to still feel that way. Because when I look at my daughter, Quinn, and, you know, she's sad or something, and I'm like, baby girl, like, you gotta, you know, go, like, go take a bath. Or, like, go, like, you're allowed to be happy, honey. Like, and you're beautiful, and you're allowed to be happy, and you're so smart, and you're so strong. But then I can look at myself and say the same things. 
intuitive little shits, they will pick up on your lies, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's selfish in the time of being like, no, fuck no, okay? Like, stop touching me. Like, I need to go for a run. Or I need, mom needs to go into the garage and work out. Or like, mom needs to go sit outside on the deck with some tea or whatever and just be alone. Like, don't come outside. You're allowed to do that. And now that they're going back to school, maybe you have more time to do so, you know? It's, ugh, it's such a, so, like a touchy subject, especially nowadays where everybody's so fucking sensitive. God. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I get it. You'll feel, you'll probably feel guilty. And I don't really know if that ever goes away. Like, I even remember, you know, after months and months of finally being able to go back to the gym and finally, like, I was confident in her dad's ability to watch her for, like, the hour that I was at the gym. Because I remember, like, the first time I ever left, I went to the grocery store, okay? Because when she was first born, the big C word had just hit. And I did, like, the Instacart shopping. And then, finally, I was able to go to the grocery store when she was, like, six months old. <laughs> and I was there for, like, half an hour, and then I'm getting calls being like, oh, my God, you need to come back. Like, this is, oh, like, she's crying. And, and I can hear her, like, screaming on the phone. And, you know, like, so when I was finally felt confident that she would be alive and happy by the time I got back, um, I still felt guilty. Like, yeah, it felt great to be gone. And, like, you know, it was, it was a great. And I felt way more human when I came back home. But that guilt was still always there. And I don't know, someone let me know if that ever goes away. Um, but like I just said, I felt 10 times more human when I came back than before I left, even with the guilt, you know? And then, you know, you I walk in the door and I would just give her big hugs and kisses and mommy's back, you know? And it was it was great. And I'm sure she could tell that I was a happier mom, it's like the selfishness and the guilt. I don't know if it'll ever be better, but it's important to like feel that too, you know? And cause I know sometimes too, when you're in those states before you make this realization that you need to do this to be better to yourself, you can feel like a shitty mom. And I think one of the things it's a very like small reminder that no, you're, you're a great mom and you're doing a great job is if you feel that guilt, you know, it's like, oh, if you, if you're sitting there questioning, if you are a piece of shit, mom, if you're sitting there being like, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. I feel bad. You're probably doing fucking great because that means that you're like, you care, you know, you care. People who don't care if they're doing a good job in anything, don't question if they are. They just fucking go from point A to point B, get it done, you know? But if you're questioning, if you're, if you're doing it right, then you're probably doing it right and it means that you care and you're doing a great job. Motherhood is fucking hard. Like, tack on, like, relationship issues and, like, work and you know, body issues and, you know, like weird shit that's going on in society. Like it is hard. 
So taking that 10, 15, 20, 30, half an hour, if you're lucky, a, an overnight, to just recenter and do something. Like one of my girlfriends, I know she loves those like diamond art things. Like, I don't know, it's like these little stickies that are little diamonds or different colors and you stick them on the associated numbers and it creates a picture. You know, and even she says, like, even just spending an hour, like half an hour after the kids go down, whatever, doing that helps her center and feel better. You know, it doesn't need to be you got to go spend a bunch of money on a spa day or you got to go, you know, buy a bottle of wine and, you know, hit like a balcony somewhere. I don't know. It can be something as simple as like, like I said, like reading a book. Or going and masturbating. Or going and having a peaceful bath. Or going on a walk. Or putting your face on. Or doing your hair. You know? Putting on some self-tanner. Like, I don't know. Something. Just remember who you are. And now you potentially have more time. Because these kids are gone for a few hours to multiple hours a day. But this is, a, this is something that needs to be, you know, incorporated into your daily thing. Like, or at least, okay, daily might be a bit of a stretch, you know. Um, especially if you've got more than one kid. But it's like, do it a few times a week, okay? Remember who you are. Because that's important. It's important for you. It's important for your spouse or um, any partner that you might bring in at some point if you're a single parent. Um, you know, it's important for your kids, important for your mental health, which transfers into your gut health, you know, like when was the last time you took a solid poop? Let's be real here. Like a real poop without being mom, 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 just sat there and took a fucking poop. I bet you it's been a while. One, your mental health affects your gut health. Your gut's probably all out of whack. And then two... We can't even poop without being summoned. So, like, go take a go take a peaceful poo. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but go poop. Go poop in peace, mama. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think that that's all really important to remember and think. Um, and incorporate in our daily lives. This is the last thing that you want is to blink and realize the last five years you haven't done anything for yourself. You know? You know how many, as a stylist, I'm a hairstylist by trade, and how many moms sit in my chair, and I'm like, when was the last time you got a haircut? Oh, I don't even remember. And I'm like, yeah, but like, really, like, how long do you think, you know? Sometimes people say that, and it's been like six months. Or they'll be like, I don't know. It was like before my kids are born. I'm like, when's you, how old's your kid? Three. I'm like, what the fuck? You haven't had a haircut in three years? A haircut. You know, even if you don't, if you go to like first choice, that shit takes like 20 minutes. Like, a haircut. I bet you your kids get their haircut like four times a year at least. But mom hasn't gotten a haircut. Go take some time for yourself. Go remember who you are. Like, that's important shit. And you're a fucking beautiful, badass mother. And you deserve to feel that way. 
I feel better even just talking about this. I hope that you feel better too listening to it. And yeah, just remember, like, like I just said, you are a beautiful fucking bad ass mother. You grew a human. That's crazy. You birthed a human. That's fucking crazy. And you, or like, if you're a surrogate mama, that's totally cool too. You know, you've kept a human alive. Okay. You are making a little person, a little blob turn into a person, turn into a member of society. And that is like a fucking badge of honor. Okay. Whether you're doing it alone or with someone or I don't care. And that's great. But you're also you. And you also deserve to feel that way. And you also have things that you enjoy to do by yourself. And you enjoy to do things that make you feel you and centered and beautiful and at peace and healthy and vibrant and relaxed and energized. And take a couple minutes to maybe just think about what that is and then incorporate it. And do that a few times a week and start to realize that it wears off on everything that you're doing. You'll be a better mom. You'll be a better partner or a better person to date. Be a better employee. You'll be a better you. You'll be everything. And that's fucking important. And now you have all the time. Well, not maybe not all the time, but now you have more time because they're gone. Okay. Summer's over. You can own a little bit more of your time again. And I promise if you do something like that, slowly but surely, you will start to feel like you again, even just for an hour a day. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed bringing it out to you. Thank you so much for listening to Pull Up a Stump, Surviving and Thriving Life Nowadays. And uh, I will talk to you on Saturday. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.